Welcome back to another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast. I am here in the clear, simple, used truck buying studio, hanging out with Brian Krozik, the COO of NTP. Brian, so appreciative of your time. Thank you for jumping on with us today. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be here with you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to talk to you today. And we normally kind of ask this question, um, Brian, how did you kind of get involved in the trucking industry? What's your story? Uh, you know, your background here getting into the trucking industry? Yeah, sure. So I, I you know, my career has largely been in the insurance world. Um, I started 25 years ago, uh, working for nationwide insurance on the on the service side of the business. Um, obviously, that was a mix of both personal auto and commercial auto. Um, did similar roles at, at uh, Travelers Insurance for a while, and then uh, really got sort of headlong into the trucking industry when I joined uh, Canal Insurance as an AVP in claims. Uh, for, for your viewers or listeners who may not know, uh, Canal Insurance is based in Greenville, South Carolina, and they're a, a trucking specialty insurance carrier. They don't, in, they don't do anything but over-the-road trucks. Um, and, you know, from there, I've I've uh, been here now for three years uh, working with Wade and the team in the warranty space. And of course, the warranty business is an awful lot like insurance. We're just mm. protecting against different types of bad things. Mm. So I guess we'll, we'll start here. You know, your role in the truck driver story now, then how would you kind of boil down what your role currently in the truck driver story is? Yeah. So as the COO here, I've got responsibility for the service end of our business. All, all the folks that work uh, the claims and handle these repairs and get people approved for repairs so they can get back in business and back on the road. Fundamentally, that's what our business is here to do, right? We care a lot about supporting drivers. You, if you spend any amount of time behind a wheel, you're eventually going to have a breakdown. Um, there, there's almost no question that you're going to have it at some point. So, you know, naturally, our role is to help those drivers avoid as much downtime as possible, um, get through the repair as quickly as possible, and get back on the road. So, I, I consider my role to be central to that. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of that. I, I would say in this business, even more than some of the prior insurance roles that I've, uh, you know, had, there, there's much more of a direct impact that I and my team can make on whether or not a driver is ultimately successful as a driver. Well, you said you mentioned successful driver. What do you think makes a successful driver? We like to ask everybody and we sure. love getting this wide variety of you know answers. What do you think makes a successful truck driver? Yeah, I think, well, I think there's a lot of things. I mean, first of all, fundamentally as a personality, I think drivers have to have a real commitment and a real uh, you know passion for what they do. It is, it's not an easy job. Anybody knows that, right? There's a lot of long hours, there's a lot of miles, there's a lot of time away from family. Um, and it can be lonely out there too. So you have to have a sort of a special mindset. And I, I kind of think of truck drivers as being in the same sort of mindset as, you know, military people. And that's probably why there are a lot of military folks in there, but they're all sort of service oriented, right? They make personal sacrifices for the good of the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, so number one, I think you have to have that mindset. Number two, I think you have to be, you know, pretty savvy as a business person, just to understand what the risks are to you as a driver and to your truck, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're not able to perform, your truck's not able to perform, then you can't be successful. And so, you know, having, yeah, is is having some working operating capital part of it, for sure. Um, but also having protective products like warranty products and insurance play a really key role. 
Um, and I know that, you know, here in this conversation, we'll talk a little bit about preventative maintenance. So I think, you know, the, the, the service mindset, a little bit of business savvy and orientation around really understanding what the risks are when you're out there as an over-the-road driver uh, are, are central to being a successful driver. I know you said earlier, it's not if, you know, something will happen with your truck, it's when. And I, right. I, mean, I totally agree with that. And, you know, we kind of have that mantra around here too. It's like, you know, we sell used trucks and we, we know, you know, they have, a, they still have a useful life, but there's still, there's still issues that can come up with any sure. uh, piece of used equipment. But um, I think, you know, the severity of, of an issue or, um, or how much an issue can affect you um, or how long you can delay an issue probably has to do with, like you kind of talked about preventative maintenance. What's the importance of preventative maintenance? Yeah, it's, I mean, this is a topic we talk about a lot here because there's, if you think about our warranty product, first of all, as a driver, you've got to protect against yourself against those things that can happen almost regardless of what you do, right? If you have a bad fuel injector or a bad turbocharger or a fuel pump, there's really not anything you can do as a driver to prevent yourself from having that problem, right? And so it's a good idea to have warranty products to protect against those kinds of things that are just truly outside of your control. On the other hand, the preventative maintenance piece is really where you as a driver can take an active role in preventing all the stuff that can be really catastrophic. So, you know, making sure that your oil and your fluids are right and things like that can help you uh, prevent more major and catastrophic failures that could damage your entire engine and lead to an engine replacement, that kind of thing. So, you know, I think preventative maintenance is really, it's got to go hand in hand with the warranty. It's not enough to do preventative maintenance and not have a warranty. And I don't think it's enough to have a warranty and not do your preventative maintenance. Those two things really combat slightly different problems. PMs combat the things that you can avoid. Warranty helps you combat the things that are just not avoidable at all. Sure. Um, you know, we always ask this question too. Sometimes we do. Um, is there any horror stories from out on the road that you've heard recently that really, really affected you? Yeah. I mean, look, we, we have a fair number of catastrophic engine claims that we get in this business. And those are always really difficult situations, especially for the drivers, because in a lot of cases, you know, some of these folks are really teetering on, am I going to be able to be back in business at all? Because it's not just, you know, hey, look, we're, we're going to handle that repair. And we replace a lot of engines for folks to get them back on the road. But those repairs, because they are so complex, and especially in today's environment, when you have part shortages and supply chain disruption, they take a long time. So if you go down with a, a really catastrophic failure like that, you may be down for two or three months before that truck is back on the road. And, you know, we, of course, run into folks who, you know, have very compelling stories and sometimes rather sad stories about that length of downtime really just inhibiting their ability at all to make a living or even to stay in business. I can't, you know, I'm not going to point to a specific story necessarily, uh, but I will say that this year has been a year of stories like that with, with a lot of the supply chain disruption. Um, now, it, it's certainly not the case that in all of those cases, the driver could have done something to prevent. In, in, some of, in, in many of those cases, they couldn't have, right? Some of them, on the other hand, were somewhat preventable scenarios. If, if, if drivers are really diligent, even about doing um, you know, good quality pre-trip inspections, mm. right? It's part of that whole preventative maintenance yeah. uh, process. And just visually looking for leaks and, and you know, signs of fluid coming through seals and those kinds of things, 
you know, they can spot that stuff quickly and they can fix it while it's just a gasket problem and it costs, you know, very, very little to, to repair. Um, and, and there's a lot of drivers out there who are very tenured, who are very knowledgeable and they know their truck and they know they should be doing that stuff. The, the, the folks who tend to be a little bit newer in the business, who are, who are trying to figure out how do I make my way in this transportation world, they don't always, they, they don't always have the experience yet to know to look for some of those basic things. Mm-hmm. And as a result, sometimes they have those kind of major failures. Um, you know, you talked a little bit about supply chain. Uh, effect in the last couple of years. Um, this has obviously been a you know unprecedented time for all of us here. What else have you seen change in the industry beyond just supply chain, or has there really been any change outside of supply chain? Well, I mean, sure, there's been lots of change. I mean, we've we've it, it, and not just this year, but obviously there's been a, a really big driver shortage, and that's been you know true in the transportation industry now for a number of years. I think it's it's gotten a little bit worse uh, in 2021 in the wake of COVID. On the one hand, you got a lot of freight moving out there, and you got a lot of demand for drivers. On the other, I, I think that COVID and supply chain and 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 all of the difficulties that we've had to deal with the last year and a half, two years, have also made it a little bit less desirable if you're you know, newer to the industry or thinking about getting into the industry to become a driver. Um, so I think that, chain, that, that change is also taking place. Um, you know, and then on the repair side, because you've got so many trucks in the road, I think it really is just more difficult to get repaired quickly these days, right? Um, not just because of supply chain, but because demand is so high uh, there are fewer available bays for repairs, and yeah. there's also a technician shortage as well. Yeah. So I think you've got a, a you know a combination of factors really all coming together and having um, detrimental impact in 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 the industry. On the on the positive side, though, there's still a lot of freight to be hauled, and if you wanna if you want to engage in this business and you want to get in it, there's a ton of opportunity out there for drivers. I, I think really the the, the biggest if I could be so bold as to call it advice that I would offer somebody that's considering getting into it, you know, you probably have to, you know, prepare yourself a little bit more in this day and age. Yeah. Some of those realities than maybe you had two, five years ago. It's like there's more factors outside the control of the driver now than there's ever been. That's exactly right. Yep. All right. Well, Brian, that was a lot of fun. We so appreciate your time talking with us today. Uh, Thank you for spending some time with us. Yeah, thank you again very much for uh, for having me. It's great talking with you. Absolutely. That was Brian Krozik, the COO of National Truck Protection. Thank you so much to him. And thank you so much for spending some time with us today on the Successful Driver Podcast. We'll catch you later.